Discovering Chinese dramas in 2018 opened up a whole new world of Asian dramas to me, and I've been hooked ever since. Four years later, Tea and Soju was born, so that I can extend my love of Chinese dramas and Asian dramas in general to others out there and find a community. So, sit back and let's chat Asian dramas. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Tea and Soju Sea Drama Podcast. I'm your host Liliana and in today's episode we are going back to the actor and actresses series. Now we started this in season one of Tea and Soju and I definitely intend on picking it back up um, especially because I've done so I've done an episode on Bai Lu and I've done an episode on Tan Song Yoon. So today's episode is going to be probably what on the actress that completes like my trifecta of favorite actresses, I think. And that is the actress Zhao Lushi. Um, she is a Chinese actress and we will get into all of her details and everything in just a second. So that is what today's episode is going to entitle. I do actually want, so now that I've done kind of like my three, probably the three favorite actresses um there are a lot of other actresses that i really really enjoy um i find it quite difficult to sort of like place them in any kind of ranking it's just you know i tend to go for actresses that i consistently like their roles um so these are the three that i can say i've watched a lot out of them and i consistently enjoy their dramas but i do actually want to go um back into this series and kind of like do some actors because i haven't touched on them yet and I was thinking, I was going through my MDL and actually I tend to follow and watch a lot more from actresses than I do from actors, which I know is probably not the norm for a lot of people out there. Actors tend to be a little bit more popular and they tend to be way more followed than actresses. So that'll be interesting, but I will definitely be picking up the series Um with some actors to come. So just before we get into the episode, let me just do a little bit of housekeeping. So if you enjoy the podcast, please remember to subscribe and rate and comment and all of those things on any of the platforms that you listen to. Uh, that really helps um, other listeners find the podcast. So that's really, um, you know, a great way to support the podcast. If you enjoyed, so I did release a first impressions on Only for Love. Love. Now, if you enjoy that type of content and you, you know, you'd love to support the uh, podcast even further, there is Patreon. You can get a seven day free trial to see if it's something that you would like to sign up for. And a Patreon that I do all sorts of first impressions, movie reviews and all sorts of things that I don't get to do on the podcast. I tend to do full reviews on the podcast. So if you want like my immediate kind of reactions as I'm watching, Patreon is a really great way to do that so and then finally there is any of the socials if you ever want to come and chat to me you know a pay, um, not patreon a patreon also has a chatting feature but if you ever want to chat to me you know there's instagram and twitter and email everything of those are linked in the description box so if you want to come and chat asian dramas please do my inboxes are always open and i do always reply so you know if you want that and then finally there is the discord server that 
is where, you know, all sorts of people kind of hang out and talk anything from C dramas to K dramas, J dramas and everything in between. So if you want to find a safe community to kind of like speak about a passion of yours, do consider joining. That is also completely free and Discord is pretty easy to use. So feel free to come and join. And, and that is it. That is all the housekeeping out of the way. As always, everything is always linked in the description notes. So if you want access to any of that, go and check that out. And that is it. So without further ado, let's get right into this episode. I think actually this one might be a shorter episode, which will be make a change because I've been releasing fairly long ones, but we shall see. So I have taken all of this information from various a couple of sites, and that is my drama list, drama wiki, C Pop Home, and Wikipedia. So I've used a combination of these four sites to kind of like get the information that I wanted for this episode. So let's start with her name. Her name is obviously Zhao Lushi. That is her you know, Chinese name, the Chinese name she goes by. But she is also known as Rosie Zhao abroad. You know, that is her English name that she goes by. I tend to be, you know, you know, you guys know by now that I tend to be on the boat of, I try to use the Chinese names more often than not. Um, So, you know, and hers is actually a fairly easy one to pronounce. Now, is my pronunciation great? Probably not. I'm probably butchering it. But, you know, I'm trying. So, you know, Zhao Lushi. So she is an actress and a singer. So not a lot of people might know this, but she's actually a brilliant singer. She does a lot of the um, OSTs for the dramas that she's in. So that is always really, really cool to uh, find out about her. So her birthday is the 9th of November 1998, making her 24 and also making her a Scorpio. She's also a tiger sign from the Chinese Zodiac. Now, she was born in Chengdu, Sichuan. So that's where she's from. I think the Sichuan is like one of the places where their accent is quite prominent. So that, I believe, um, you know, is um, where you know, you know the accent quite clearly when they speak with a Sichuan accent. So she has, she is an animal lover. So she has three dogs and one cat. And some of her favorite foods are hot pot, hot, uh, hot and spicy and hot and spicy tempura. She does actually have a fandom name. Now, I didn't know. Well, I did. I just haven't included this. But a lot of um, Chinese actors and actresses, they have like a color and a fandom name and everything. So, for example, for um, Xiao Zhan, his fandom color is green. That's the color that he tends to, you know, fans tend to go for for him. Uh, I'm not sure what, um, you know, other actresses and actors have. Uh, I think sometimes you can find it pretty easily and sometimes you can't. So it is what it is. But for Zhao Lushi, her fandom name is Lu Zhu, and it, that means dew, dew drop. It translates, it translates to dew drop. And her fandom color is pink. So that is some quite interesting things there. And her current agency is the Yunhe Q Media agency. So that's who she's working under. And must I say, this agency is probably working fairly well for her because she has consistently been getting more and more popular and her drama choices have consistently been getting better and better. So I'm just really enjoying her trajectory. Um, so yeah, let's just dive a little bit into her career. 
Um, so she grew up um, in fashion when, not grew up in fashion, growing up, she was interested in fashion. She actually went to college to study fashion design at the Mingdao University. I had no idea. And like I said, this is always one of those things that I find a lot of fun when I record these episodes is the fact that you kind of get to learn a lot about the actors and actresses that you don't necessarily know. Um, not that it's not common knowledge, but it's just something that that wouldn't necessarily come up unless you went looking for it. And the fashion aspect kind of makes sense because she is always pretty well dressed, but she always has, if you look at the behind the scenes, she always tries to kind of like look at things and get involved in the whole behind the scenes process as well. So yeah. Um, Moving along, so in 2016, she participated in the selection for the 2016 Supergirl hosted by Hunan TV. This led her to host the variety show Hu Xing Ching Bao, Mars Intelligence Agency. So this is kind of like where she got her start. She kind of auditioned, you know, for the selection and then she went into hosting this variety show, which I, she, like, if you've seen her behind the scenes, she's very chaotic. She's very funny. So it doesn't surprise me that she would host something like a variety show. She's very charismatic as well. So it kind of lends to her personality to, you know, do something like that. Um, so, and also 2016, that is like, that's not even her acting debut. Her acting debut actually comes in 2016. 17 and she was a support role in the web drama Cinderella Chef and this followed by a minor role in the film City of Rock. So 2017 that's when you know she debuted and I was talking about this with somebody. These actors up and coming actors are doing so well. I mean Zhang Linghe for example is on a roll right now and he only debuted in 2020. So this is like insane to me that these actors and actresses have been in the industry not very long. Um they're considered they're not considered newbies or you know green by any of the sense of the word but they are fairly they are still considered like newish actors so to speak i think i don't think like i don't know i wonder like what is the threshold for you to be considered a senior in the industry if that makes sense like is it five years is it 10 years i wonder what like that threshold that you go from being um just someone who is a fairly still a uh, new actor or actress to like being more of a established actor and actress i would say people like you know zhao lushi zhang lingha bai lu they are kind of like established actors but they are still fairly new to the game they can't compare to like the older actors and actresses who have been doing this for decades if that makes sense so i wonder like what that threshold is i'm actually i might make that like this week's question what do you think is like the threshold for making somebody going from like maybe an established actor or actress into being um you know someone who is very much a senior actor or actress is it like amount of years in the career or is it a of dramas produced i wonder like what you guys think i might make so if you're listening on spotify um i'll make that this week's question and i'll be like what do you guys think about it so so 2017 is when she debuted. 2018, she gained attention by playing support role in the drama Untouchable Lovers. So I think that was um, 
that tends to be where you know um, actors and actresses start is being the support cast and then they gain attention from that um one of them very recent ones would be uh, my journey to you the secondary cast got a lot of attention especially like the younger um the younger uh, brother he got a lot a lot of attention and actually he's now recording a lot more and he's like fairly 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 green to the show and all of a sudden he's getting all of this attention i mean it has to start from somewhere and unless you have like a huge backer behind you you have to start in support roles and that's where she kind of like gained a lot of her attention also, funnily enough, Untouchable Lovers seems to be like where a lot of um, actors and actresses kind of made it onto the scene, so to speak. This was also um, by Lou's kind of first support role that gained her attention. And Shu Kai was also in this. So it is a fairly long drama, I believe. I think it's like 52 episodes. I have not watched it yet because I heard it's pretty sad and the story itself is like okay, but it's not the best. If you have watched it, let me know. I would have been intrigued to see if it's worth me going in, especially because it seems like it was the start for a lot of these actors and actresses that I really, really enjoy. So maybe it is worth my time um, sort of going back. So from 2018 and, you know, her support role in Untouchable Lovers, we kind of move on to 2019. And that's when she starred in Oh My Emperor, which led her to get more recognition. She also won the Newcomer Award, um golden bud the third network film and television at the third network film and television festival um this is kind of like you know um where she starts to blow up a bit more with oh my emperor and this is where we see peak comedy from Zaolushi. Now, can she pull off those very serious roles? Yes, yes, she can. But her comedic timing is amazing. And that makes her a versatile actress because she can do both. She can do comedy, she can do serious. And that is something that not every actress out there can do. Um, but when they can, it's really, really great. And she definitely can. So she's, you know, steadily been growing and taking on various roles. And like I said, I really, really enjoy that about her. He, you know, her roles have gone from these kind of like more cutesy roles to something that are a lot more serious. And she can do both. And I feel like that is definitely a plus to her. So I have just written down a couple of noteworthy awards that she's kind of gained over time. So in 2020, she actually won Best Actress at the Heng Dian Film and TV Festival. Now, Heng Dian is where the biggest recording lot is. It's like a recording world studio of sorts. I think it's like 10 or 12 studios on one lot. And the thing is huge. It is humongous. It's where a lot of the historical dramas get recorded. Um, so yeah, that is where that kind of comes from. And also in 2020, she also won Breakthrough Actor of the Year at the Tencent All-Star Awards. 2021, she won the Asian Star Award and that was for the Longer Ballad and that actually was at the Seoul International Drama Awards. Now, for her to be winning something 
you know, that big outside of China is really, 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 really big. Now, I have not watched The Long Ballad, but I have heard that her pairing with Liu Yuning is like top notch and it's one of the highlights of that drama. So, you know, it is on my own list, on to watch list. At some point, I will check it out. But she, I, you know, she did actually win that award, which is really, really impressive. Again, to be winning awards outside of China is again really 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 impressive so uh, and then 2021 she also won outstanding actress at the 18th chinese american tv tv festival golden angel awards so again she's been slowly um you know gaining more and more recognition rightfully so because she's been getting better and better and better and you can see her acting improving throughout her roles um and then finally the last kind of award that i just want to mention is that in 2022 she also won outstanding actress of the year and that was at the weibo tv and internet video summit so these i believe are not voted um awards at all they are done by juries and everything like that so i you know sometimes you have those awards that are just purely fan voted and i get that those sometimes can be a little bit skewed just be just because it just um it, it counts on your fandom and how big your fandom is so yeah i believe all of these were um were um and now I'm forgetting my words. Great. We were doing so well. They were all jewelry-based, I believe. So let's swiftly move along to her drama list. It isn't very, very long, but actually she has pumped out a lot of dramas. She's consistently had at least two or three dramas pretty much every year since 2018. And that's really blooming impressive. She has been working like crazy. So 2018, she has three dramas again untouchable lovers and she plays mashu yoon in that and again it was a support role that kind of like set her career going and then 2018 again she has a role in cinderella chef as liu yi yi and 2018 is the role that kind of like breaks her out a bit more and that is oh my emperor and she has played lu fei fei now i haven't watched untouchable lovers or cinderella i have watched oh my emperor it is hilarious it's kind of like it's about this um girl who gets put into this novel and she has to do a certain amount of tasks is it a novel or is it a game just bear with me i watched this quite a while ago and i'm not going off the mdl description or anything but she does kind of have to, she gets transported back in time and there's this whole thing where she's kind of like stuck in time and she has to resolve it so she can come back to like her own time and it's hilarious because the opening scene to this is she falls into a pool full of like all the princes and it's really really funny because they're all like half naked and whatnot hilarious scene and she lands that comedy so so well i was like living for it this drama also xiao zan is the second male lead in this and i was like rooting for them unfortunately that was not the ship that was meant to sail but i will say her chemistry with the actual male lead was not bad either so i believe this is like a set in two um 
parts. There is Oh My Emperor 1 and Oh My Emperor 2, I believe. I'm not quite sure. Uh, yeah, there is two seasons. And so it's a total of 42 episodes altogether. But it's really, really funny. Um, so, yeah, the MDL description just reads, Lu Fei Fei, a 21st century doctor, is transport- transported to a mysterious world of the past, Huang Dao Gu, in the nation in that nation, leadership is rotated among the 12 constellations. Every thousand years, the current emperor is Bei Tangyi of the Capricorn constellation, whom Fei Fei soon encounters. So yeah, so basically there's like 12 princes for the 12 constellations and every like a certain amount of time, the power, um, whoever becomes emperor kind of switches through the constellations. So it's really funny because like the Capricorn emperor, the Capricorn constellation uh, prince is the one that is the emperor currently so yeah it is kind of like a shantra in a sense again i really did enjoy it it was a lot of fun so yeah but my view might be skewed it was a long while ago that i watched it so yeah so that was oh my emperor in 2018 and then we moved to 2019 and again she has 20 uh, three dramas out in 2019 the first one is i hear you as bayardo and i really enjoyed this one it stars um riley wang as well and it is quite a fun drama um he plays kind of like a famous um violinist i think um and she plays a voice actress and she really 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 all she wants to do is go to um basically japan so she can learn how to dub animes and things like that and basically she kind of comes across him and they have to go on this show i believe i'll just read you the mdl description so they all do a girl from an ordinary family dreams about studying in japan to be a professional voice actress however her mother wants her to marry rich whilst she's young leading to continuous blind dates which irritates Bay Ardo. in her desperation to raise funds for studying overseas as well as helping her best friend Tang Lee out of a crisis Bay Ardo joins a couple reality program encountering top violin maker Yi Shu Wei Yi Shu Wei is from a family of artists and has low-key mysterious and genius character in both the composing and violin industry he was forced to join the reality program having lost a bet to his nephew Yu Shang. In fact, the actual reason that attracted Yu Shei Wei to participate in the show is not the bet with Yu Shang. Instead, he seeks to identify the person who correctly answered his audition question. Because the reality show is faced with the crisis of integrity, Bei Ajo and Yu Shu Wei start a lively and funny cohabitation life and spontaneously fall into the fate of a wonderful romance together. So that's kind of like the setup, but basically it's the very typical happy-go-lucky female lead and kind of like cold male lead and there is hilarious cohabitation happening and uh what not i like i said i had a lot of fun watching it this pairing worked pretty well for me um i watched it quite a while ago um but i still remember some of the scenes from it so that's always a good sign to me of a good drama so next up for 2019 she has the drama prodigy healer and she played Yi. Yun Shang. Now, I haven't watched this one. I heard very mixed reviews, and then it just, at the time, I wasn't, you know, 
that intrigued by it and then I never went back to watching it and then oh, for 2019 for, lastly for 2019 she has the drama Love Better Than Immortality and she plays Chun Hua now I believe I started no 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 it's the next one that I started but never finished this one is also one that I wasn't kind of you know I heard a lot of mixed things especially about the ending for this one and I just never went in and kind of checked it out for myself um so again it's one of those that it is a historical drama it has kind of like a fantasy elements to it and whatnot but I don't I can't quite remember if it's a shanta or not um I haven't really checked it in a long time again so that is 2019 complete and again three dramas so she had three dramas in 2018 three dramas in 2019 three dramas in 2020 and then it, it's it's wild because she's consistently had three dramas out every single year that's pretty impressive so in 2020 we're moving on to 2020 she had the drama love of thousand years and she played the role Chin Xuan. now that is the one that I checked out a couple of episodes and it wasn't grabbing my attention absolutely nothing to do with Zalu Shi and her acting it was more the drama itself that just wasn't necessarily working for me at the time so I never went back but if any of you out there have watched it and you know really enjoy it or think that I really should check it out please let me know and I will try to make time to go back for it um so yeah, that is Love of Thousand Years. Now, in 2020, she probably had one of the roles that she is most well-known for, rightfully so, because it is peak, peak Zhao Lushi, I think. Um, it's not, in my opinion, her best role. Um, I think her best role for me comes slightly later, but this one is probably one of the ones that she... Um, at this point was so well known for before later dramas came out and that is The Romance of Tiger and Rose and she plays Chen Chan Chan as well as Chen Xiao Chin. Now this drama is just comedy central. I absolutely adored this one. I think it's one of those dramas that is just a lot a lot of fun to watch. Uh, I'm just going to read you out the MDL description so I can do it justice. So Having finally sold her TV series scripts, aspiring screenwriter Shen Xiaoqian soon falls under the scrutiny of the male lead, who refuses to act out the role. Vowing to make her script successful, the star she starts rewriting. While napping, she is transported into her own story, becoming the third princess, Chen Xian Xian, a side character. Armed with the knowledge of her own script, in which her character is soon to be killed in the third episode by Prince Han Shu, the male lead, Xiao Qian is determined to stay alive and find her way back home. So basically, the story is this. She is about to make it big she has sold one of her scripts she finally you know she's an aspiring screenwriter she has sold one of her scripts and she's very very excited the male lead is like this really big male lead and the male lead is actually played by Ding Yu Shi and 
Again, male lead is pretty, pretty, pretty famous in uh, real, you know, in the world of acting. And she's super excited that she has a fairly famous male lead. Now, the problem arises from the fact that the male lead does not like the way she has written him. So she's just, he's just like, I'm not going to act this out, rewrite it. So she starts to rewrite it and she has like a very, very tight schedule to do so. So she is at this point, like, you know, so in that moment that she kind of falls asleep and again she is transported into her own novel but she's transported as the um side character who's like a sister to the female lead and a bad (laughs) bad evil sister at that so and she knows that the this sister is supposed to die in the third episode so she's like oh bugger i have to sort this out like i need to see the story through because only once she can see the story through um to the end can she get out of the story so she goes about like basically starting to change everything in the story because obviously she, being the screenwriter she knows what when things are going to happen and you know how she should change things up and it is hilarious absolutely hilarious the situation she gets herself into and like all her modern things becoming into this like kind of historical part i also adore the fact that the part that she's in so like her her and her sister and her mother it, the men are like the subservi- subservient, um, you know, part of the race and women are in charge of everything. It's hilarious and it's great to watch um, such a different kind of like change up. I really, really enjoyed that aspect of the story. Um, so yeah, she goes along and basically she kind of has to avoid being ki- constantly killed. Uh, so that's really funny, really, really funny. And basically what happens is the male lead that is supposed to fall in love with her sister kind of gets swapped and, you know, in the end ends up falling in love with her. So I adored, adored this drama. I thought it was a really, really great watch. Um, Again, I feel like just before other dramas on further down, the list this was one of her most famous roles and she slayed it because there's a lot of um a lot of comedy in this and she did it really 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 well so yeah that was the romance of uh, tiger and a rose next up in 2020 we had the drama dating in the kitchen and she plays gu shang nan I am currently watching this for a upcoming review, so look forward to that. So I won't be mentioning anything else on it as apart from the fact that I have started it. I think I've watched one or two episodes at the moment, so I don't really have any thoughts on it as of yet, but there is a review on this one coming, so I will swiftly move along to the next um Part. Now, 2021 again was the year she also had t- three dramas out in 2021, and one of them was The Long Ballad, and she played Lilian. Lilian. And so, yeah, that was her role in that. She was, I think, supposed to be a supporting uh, character, but her pairing with Lee Yuning like blew up and lots and lots of people have been super excited. And I believe, I think it's been announced that they're going to work together again and people are super excited for it. Um, Like I said, I haven't watched The Long Ballad yet, but maybe I should because I've heard so many good things. But I feel like it is like... 
a lot of uh, politics and whatnot, and I don't tend to go for those as often. If it is politics, I prefer concubine politics or in-house politics as opposed to like palace and old man politicking. If that makes any sense at all. So yeah, um, that was the long ballad in 2021. 2021, we also have Please Feel at Ease, Mr. Ling, and she played Gu An Shin. I absolutely adored this one. It is a super fluffy, super easy to watch rom-com. It's, you know, I think it's fairly short. I think it's 24 episodes or something like that. There's a lot of comedy. The romance was a fairly good in this one as well so basically she plays this character who's just you know going about her life and she has a story where she does come from this kind of like rich family but they've kind of put her to the side so she's just like struggling through life and there is this one night where she kind of runs into this guy and they kind of have an accident and it leads to them basically cohabitating she doesn't realize he's kind of like this rich guy who's trying to hide out from people that want to um, do bad things to him just just while he gets things into order so he takes this as the perfect opportunity to kind of like lay low um until nobody kind of knows where he is but it's hilarious because it's like he knows how to do absolutely nothing he's been like super pampered so um she's kind of like dealing with a kid almost that has no idea how to do anything so it was very very fun to watch this their chemistry worked really well for me so yeah that is the uh, 2021 Please Feel at Ease, Mr. Ling. I definitely recommend that. If you just want kind of like a drama where you can turn your brain off and it's fluff and easy to watch, this one is one I would definitely recommend. I really enjoyed it. So, and then lastly for 2021, we have the um, drama A Female Student Arrives at the Imperial College and she plays Sang Chi. Now, I have again not watched this one. It was one that was kind of like, I don't know, it doesn't appeal to me. That one doesn't. Um, it didn't like, it wasn't one that I was running for or anything. So I kind of left that one along. And I think like, this is the thing. You can enjoy an actress or an actor. Uh, you don't have to watch every single thing that they're in. Now there is, so say for example, by Lou, I will probably check out, you know, everything she's in. I won't stick to a drama just because my like one of my favorites is in because that doesn't necessarily mean that they've picked a good script or you know it's a good story in general. So I will check something out, but I won't stick to it for a favorite. Um, Zhao Lushi, I want to like go through and work through her um, her list and like check out the ones that I haven't checked out. I do want to give a couple of episodes and see if it's a drama for me. Like I said, I'm doing dating in the kitchen currently, so I will probably pick one another up at some point and I'll just slowly make my way through her dramas, I think. Next up is 2022. And again, she had three dramas out in 2022. And that is, is um who rules the world and she played Feng Shi Yun and by Feng Shi this was her pairing with Yang Yang and a lot of people really enjoyed this one this is a wuxia like it is definitely a wuxia again I am not the biggest fans of wuxia dramas I will check them out every now and again, but it's not like one that I tend to run for. And also, guys, don't hate on me, but Yang Yang doesn't appeal to me as an actor. Yes, he's beautiful to look at, but he is not like, I don't know, I don't necessarily enjoy 
him in dramas, if that makes sense. Yes, very beautiful to look at, but he lacks emotional depth in his facial features. Does that make any sense? Like, that's what I think. Um, you know, and that's cool. I, you know, everybody has their own taste. That's absolutely fine. So, yeah, that's why I didn't really, I mean, it was Wuxia and it was Yang Yang. So I kind of skipped over that one, but I have heard that lots of people enjoyed it and if you are a Wuxia fan and you are you know by not by Zhao Lushi fan and a Yang Yang fan this one would definitely be one that you should check out and then in 2022 now we have come to what I personally believe is Zhao Lushi's best role to date yet and that is Love Like the Galaxy where she played Chang Shang. This drama, guys, it is a historical, but it's not a lot of like in-house politics. It's a lot of like outside um, politics, not necessarily all bearded men. And there was enough in the main couple and the surrounding characters that kept me interesting, interested in this drama. I absolutely loved it. It took me a really long time, actually. I will admit, it took me quite a long time for me to enjoy this drama. But once I got into it, I was like, I love this. And this pairing of hers, of Zhao Lushi with Wu Lei, was just a great, great pairing. Their chemistry was so on point. They worked ridiculously well together. And I really, really loved it. Again, she went from playing the she had a lot of work to do for this drama in terms of yes there were scenes where she was um you know a lot more childish but there were scenes where she had to play some real emotion and my heart broke for her character every time and I feel like Zhao Shi is one of those actresses when she cries you cry with her like she just pulls these emotions out of the audience so I absolutely adored this role that she played really really loved it um I think it's, again, one of her best roles to date. And I would say I would definitely highly recommend this one. Um, if you're not into historicals, then maybe it might not be for you. But again, it is definitely a drama that is worth investing your time in. And again, like I said, it's one of my favorite roles from her. I think it's one of her best works to date. So 2022, she also had the drama Hu Tong and she played Tian Zhao. Again, I did not watch this one. Um, it is kind of like, I think, set in kind of like Republic, not Republican area per se, but it's like 1990s. Um, I'm not too sure. Don't quote me on that. But yeah, that's the drama Hu Tong. And then we move along to 2023. And she had two dramas out in 2023. And that is Gen Z as a soon to two and then we come to probably the role that now currently for international audiences she is most well known for and that is Sang Zi in the 2023 Chinese drama Hidden Love. Now I adore Hidden Love. You guys know I've reviewed this. It's one of my favorite probably for this year for sure. Um to me, this character that she played was so good. It pulled out all the emotions. You felt everything Sang Zi was feeling. Like you felt that heartbreak, that first love, that all-consuming passion that you have in your first love. So I feel like this to me is proves just how good she can be at doing emotional scenes and everything. So 
Personally, I think Love Like the Galaxy is her best role just because it feels like a heavier role to pull off and she did it beautifully. But Hidden Love is probably my second, um, you know, role of hers that is like best for me personally. Now, a lot of people will say Hidden Love is probably her best role and that's totally fine. I think, you know, in terms of acting, uh, Love Like the Galaxy required a lot more from her than uh, Hidden Love. But I think that's true of her best roles right there. And Hidden Love is really special as well because it had a lot of problems. Not a lot of people, it almost didn't make it to air. And then when it did, she pushed really hard to make Hidden Love. And if you watch a lot of the behind the scenes, she worked really closely with the director. She said, let's do it this way and things like that. And she encouraged the cast. She pulled really hard for that drama. And I feel like, um, you know, I feel like Zhao Lushi could someday do really good work not just in front of the camera but behind the camera I feel like she has that uh, knack for it and Hidden Love is kind of like a proof of that so that is he her most recent um her most recent drama that has aired and you know that that is her airing I mean not her airing that is her drama list uh that she has out again she has been working really 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 hard i mean since 2018 she has had consistently three dramas out every year 2023 has been the only uh year that that hasn't happened yet because now we just i'm just going to run through uh two of the dramas that she has and the first one is the last immortal where she's going to play ai yin and fang yin now this is a shancha drama i am very 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 excited for this drama because she is uh, partnered up with Wang and Yu. Um, so I I think it's going to be a really, really good one. Um, this was actually, there was rumors um, that it was uh, coming out this year at some point, And then it kind of didn't happen. I think it was rumored for October at some point and then it was rumored for uh, November. Whether we will get it this year or not, I am not sure yet, but we shall see. We shall see. Now, next up, the only other drama that she has upcoming is The Legend of Jewelry and this one is one that a lot a lot of people are excited for because this is her return for to the screen with Liu Yuning. They are the main roles for this drama. So, and this one also has Ryan Cheng, who is Cheng Lei, who has just made a huge splash in my journey to you. So I am fairly, fairly excited for this one. Um, it reads, Duan Wu, the slave of a pearl farm, is determined to change her destiny. So she escapes and meets the ruthless businessman Yan Zijing. From that moment onwards, the wheels of fate begin to turn. Now, I feel like this is a role that could be similar to her role in... Um, love like the galaxy uh not necessarily the same i just mean that it she starts off like a you know in a really bad place and kind of like is working to get out of that bad place so i am very very excited i feel like that one could be a really really good drama so yeah that is the legend of jewelry again very much looking forward to that one so yeah, she has very exciting projects to come, you know, come in the future. And I am just excited to see where she goes. I feel like she has a lot of potential as an actress. And 
the sky is the limit, so to speak, for her. So I'm super, super excited. Um, and I think that's it. That's everything to sort of speak on on Zhao Lushi. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you have any suggestions on actors or actresses that you would love for me to do this format about, then let me know. Um, I will definitely, you know, check out those answers and see if there's any in common with the ones that I want to go through. So yeah, I think that's everything. Again, I love Zaolushi. I really am very excited to see where she goes. So that's everything I can think of for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, all of the links are in the description box and I shall see you next time. Bye! Want to find an Asian drama community? Then join the Tea and Soju Discord server where we chat everything from C dramas to K dramas to J dramas. To chat with me, check out any of the socials. Please help the podcast by rating, viewing, and subscribing wherever you listen to help others find this little corner. Lastly, consider joining Patreon to further support the podcast and receive extra content. All of the links are in the episode description. That's it. This has been another episode of the Tea and So Drew C Drama Podcast. I'm your host, Liliana, and I'll see you next week for more C Drama Chatter.